Thanks for downloading or purchasing this sermon from Christchurch Forward. To find out more, visit forwardchurch.co.uk or join us on Sundays. Great, well, a little bit earlier, uh, we were thinking about different types of people, who they are, uh, what they're like, and how that affects whether you trust them or listen to them. And we think about our mums, don't we? We think mums, they are mums, and they're brilliant. And so that affects how we listen to them and how we trust them. But if you're anything like me, you quite quickly forget how good your mum is. Now, that's why Mother's Day, I think, is so good, because it gives us a chance to be reminded about how good our mums are. Now, God, in his kindness, wants to keep reminding us about who Jesus is, what he's like, so that we would listen and trust him. And that's why God's given us the Bible. And so what we're going to do now is we're going to read the Bible, and Ned's going to read for us, I think. And um, we're going to turn to Hebrews chapter 1, and we'll find out who Jesus is, what he's like, and why we should keep listening to him. So I'm going to hand over to Ned to read for us. Hebrews chapter 1, verse 1 to 4. In the past, God spoke to our forefathers through the prophets at many times and in various ways. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his Son, whom he appointed heir of all things, and through whom he made the universe. The sun is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. And after he provided purification for sins, he, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty in heaven. So he became as much superior as the angels as the name he inherited is superior to theirs. This is the word of the Lord. Keep your Bibles open. Um, It's also on the inside of the green sheet. And um, my hope this morning is to show you three reasons why we should keep listening to Jesus and to stick with him all the time. Because I reckon knowing who Jesus is and what he's like makes all the difference in the world. Uh, So the first reason to listen to Jesus, to stick with him, is because Jesus is God speaking to us. Now just look at verse 1, see what it says. It says, In the past... God spoke to our forefathers through the prophets at many times and in various ways. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son. And the God we believe in is a speaking God. That means he can be known. We can have a relationship with him. And God has spoken in the past through the prophets at many and often hilarious times and ways. But now he speaks to us through his son. Jesus. And maybe you're sat there thinking, well, how does God speak to me through Jesus? Well, actually, the answer is up here. Does anyone know what this big book is? Anyone got any ideas? What do you reckon? Hazard a guess. It's a Bible. Of course it's a Bible. It's a church. What other big book would there be? It's a Bible. Every time you open up the Bible, God is speaking through Jesus to us. Every time you open the Bible, God is speaking through Jesus to us. How amazing is that? The Bible is God speaking through Jesus to each one of us. Every time we open it up, we get to hear God's voice. It's pretty amazing, isn't it? But there are lots of people who who think that the Bible really isn't God speaking at all. And they might look to other things to hear God's voice. I've got a friend of mine, he's, um, he's quite into his meditation So he would lock himself in a room, turn all the lights out, shut his eyes, and try to become one with Mother Nature. 
and that's how he hears God's voice. That's how he tells me he does it. Um, I've got another friend who, when I was at university, which was a long time ago now, sadly, um, and she used to have be one of those people. You ever met people like that who seem to have like a direct line with God? And um, God would tell her what socks to wear in the morning, you know, how to brush her teeth, what clothes to wear, all that kind of stuff. And um, I remember asking her, um, "Oh, what have you been reading in the Bible recently?" And she said that God hasn't told me to read the Bible yet. Now, let me be really clear. Right here in Hebrews, it's telling us so clearly that God speaks through Jesus in the Bible. That's how God speaks. If you want to hear God's voice, certainly, knowing it actually is God's voice, come to the Bible. The Bible is God speaking through Jesus to us. That's what it's all about. But how can I be sure? How can I be sure that that is really the case? Well, the answer is who is Jesus. Just look at verse 2 with me. Look at verse 2. It says, in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son. Now listen to this description. Pay attention. This is Jesus, whom he appointed heir of all things, and through whom he made the universe. The son is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being. Well, Lots of long words there. What does it, what's it really trying to tell us? Well, this is what he wants us to pay attention to. This is what he wants us to focus on. It's telling us that Jesus is God. Jesus is God. He's described as the heir of all things. That means he's going to inherit it. The whole earth belongs to Jesus. Everything and everyone belongs to Jesus because he's the one through whom the whole universe was made. He's the creator God. So if you've heard God speak to you through the Bible, you've heard God's very voice in your life. You can be sure that God has spoken to you. How else is he described? Look at verse 3. It says, The Son, Jesus, is the radiance of God's glory. And Jesus radiates out God's glory. Think about the sun for a minute. Uh, what does the sun do? Well, it, it radiates out heat and light because heat and light is the glory of the sun. It tells you what the sun is like. The sun radiates heat and light because the sun is hot and bright. And what about Jesus? Well, he radiates out God's glory. So in Jesus, we get to see all of God's goodness, all of God's love, all of God's justice, all of God's holiness, all of God's mercy, all of God's compassion is radiated out from Jesus. He's the radiance of God's glory. That's who he is. He's God. And he's not a mere imitation. It says Jesus is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being. The exact representation. He's not an imitation. He's not um, an impersonator who puts on good accents. He does a good impression of God. No, he's the exact representation. He is God. Jesus is fully God And so if you've heard Jesus through the Bible, you've heard God speak to you, fully. Now, every Christmas, I don't know, but have you got friends who send you a Christmas text? Who gets a Christmas text? There's always people on New Year's as well. They're always desperate to be the first one to give you the Christmas text. I've got a friend of mine called Matt Edmonds. And he's a, a serial Christmas texter, okay? Every Christmas, without fail, on Christmas Day, you get the Matt Edmonds Christmas text. And about two years ago, I received the Matt Edmonds Christmas text 27 times. Maybe you just really wanted to be my friend. I don't know what was going on. But every time, the first 26 times I received the Matt Edmonds Christmas text, there's a little bit at the bottom that said, text missing. 
So 26 t frustrating times I couldn't get the full Matt Edmonds Christmas text, which is very disappointing for me. But on Boxing Day at 2 o'clock, I remember it well, because I, I think I, I jumped up with excitement. The 27th Matt Edmonds Christmas text came through. And this time, it was all there. I was very excited. There was nothing missing. There was nothing more for Matt Edmonds to say that Christmas, which for me was quite a good thing. <laughs> nothing more to say. Everything was said. And let me just be really clear here. Pay attention to this. If you've heard Jesus... There's nothing missing. God's got no more to say. You've got everything God wants you to hear. Everything. Because Jesus is God. So if you've heard him, you've heard everything God wants to say to you. That's why you should stick with Jesus. Because Jesus is everything God wants to say to you. Nothing's missing. Nothing needs to be added to. There's nothing more to say. Because Jesus is God. Uh, well, so far, um, we've seen one reason why we should stick with Jesus and keep listening to him, uh, because Jesus is God speaking to us, and so no more needs to be said. Uh, but secondly, why should we stick with Jesus? Uh, why should we keep listening to him? Well, because Jesus is God saving us. Um, just look at verse 3, halfway through. Halfway through, it says this, After Jesus had provided purification for sins... He sat down at the right hand of the majesty in heaven. And notice what Jesus does. He provides purification for sins. That means brings forgiveness. And then he sits down. Now, sitting down is something I quite enjoy. But sitting down has quite big uh, meaning, doesn't it? If Once you sit down, that means job done. Finished. Done with. And I, if you're anything like me, maybe you're someone who, who doubts whether God could really forgive you. I mean, you, you might be like me, you, you so often find yourself living for something other than God. Uh, whether it's money or people's telling you you're good at stuff. Well, the Bible calls that sin. Or maybe it's someone you just know you do what God tells you not to do. Well, the Bible calls that sin. And I think about my own life, and there's so much of it, and I think, could God really forgive me? Have I blown it one too many times now? Is this it? Um, maybe I, I just, God can't love me anymore after what I've done. How do we know that God really has saved us? Well, the answer is right here in verse 3. Now, I just want you to imagine for a moment, um, it's perhaps Christmas Day, and I uh, want to picture your mum, okay? Um, basically, it's, picture this it might be any kind of Sunday when your mum's cooking a Sunday roast, but I'm going to particularly in my mind, I've got Christmas Day in my head. Thinking about my mum, okay? And um, basically, Christmas Day starts the day before if you're a mum in the Houghton family. Um, my mum's chopped up all the vegetables the night before. She's cooked the turkey because she's worried that the country will run out of gas on Christmas Day. <laughs> Desperate. And then Christmas Day comes and, you know, the faffing begins. You know, there's endless stuff spread out all over the kitchen. Um, in the oven, every shelf is taken. Stuff's piled on top of each other, trying to get in. You've got the roast parsnips, the roast potatoes, butternut squash, sweet potatoes, all in there. On top, you've got every single hob going, crazy. Something being cooked, peas, carrots. Fish. Why do you have so many vegetables at Christmas? It's like trying to get a year's intake in one day, isn't it? <laughs> and, and then it comes to time to serving up, and Mum's got all the different pots and pans out to put everything into to then take it onto the table. They've all got hot water in to make sure that the food remains hot, because that's what Mum's like. They're very kind like that, aren't they? 
they do that. And then she gets rid of all water, she puts all the vegetables, she brings it all through onto the table, uh, which she's set because in the Houghton family we were very lazy. Mum was um, very unfortunate, three of the laziest children who followed in their father's footsteps. Um, and basically, my mum would say, you bring it all in. She'd get, we'd have some turkey on our plate. So mum would be like, who wants a plate? Who wants, some, who wants a sausage? Who wants some parsnip? Who wants some carrots? Who wants some peas? Dish it all up, dish it all up. Everyone's got it on the plate. Oh, there's no gravy. She rushes off back to the kitchen, gets some gravy, pours the gravy out for everyone. And by the time she sat down and had her first mouthful of parsnip, I've already finished mine. <laughs> and so she looks up and sees my empty plate. She gazes in and says, oh, he needs seconds. Up she gets straight away, back to the kitchen, roast potatoes, more sausage, more carrots, more peas. <sighs> Obviously, we don't clear anything away because we're lazy, so mum collects in all the plates, washes them up, sorts them out, comes back with dessert. Same thing happens. She feeds all us. We all eat a bit. She has about one mouthful. Then she grabs it at seconds. Gets all that sorted, gets that all washed up, packs it all away. She does all the washing up. We do nothing. We don't lift a finger in the Houghton family. We certainly didn't for a long while. And then eventually, it gets to about three o'clock, just before the Queen's speech. And my mum slumps down into her seat exhausted. And why does she sit down? She sits down because all the jobs are done. It's finished. All our food needs are covered. And so my mum sits down. Done. Job done. Well, what about Jesus? He's even better than my mum. Even better than my mum. What does he do? Well, Jesus, we remember him at Christmas, don't we? Born as a baby. And he spends his whole life loving God and loving other people well. He goes from person to person, showing them love and care and compassion. He heals people. He raises the dead. He calms the storm. He feeds thousands through a packed lunch. He's arrested. He's tried. He's hung on a cross. Why? The Bible tells us because of our sin. He's punished in our place. And as he breathes his last, he shouts out, it is finished. He's done with job done and three days later he rises again and he sits down at the right hand of the majesty in heaven because he's provided purification for sins he has provided forgiveness he's done it all the job is done all sin is forgiven all sin in the past all sin in the future for those who trust in him There's nothing left for him to do. Nothing left. That's why we should stick with Jesus. He completely rescues us, completely saves us. We bring nothing to the table. I don't do anything at Christmas dinner. It all happens for me, and I enjoy it. And when it comes to my rescue, I don't do anything for it. Jesus does it all, and I can just enjoy it. That Jesus has forgiven me everything, not based on what I do. But here's my problem. Um, I'm a Christian, and I mess up. I sin. And what goes through my head, this is because I'm probably a bit, I don't know, a bit wrong, I don't know, but what goes through my head is I think, oh no, I've messed up, I've sinned, what should I do? Instead of looking at Jesus sat down, realising it's all been paid for, I think, oh, I need to go around really moping around for a few days, and then be really, really good to get back in God's good book. So then maybe after perhaps a week or so of being good, maybe God will love me again. But do you see what I've done? I've stopped trusting in what Jesus has done, the fact he's sat down and it's finished, and I start to think that I need to contribute something, that I need to rescue myself by being good. And when I'm doing that, Jesus is sat on the throne, at the right hand of the majesty, screaming at me, I've paid for it all. It's all done with. 
don't need your good deeds. Just trust me. See, to carry on trying to think that I need my good deeds to get right with God is basically saying to Jesus, all your blood, sweat and tears on the cross wasn't enough. But it was. Jesus would not have sat down unless it was all done with. He wouldn't have done that. Just look at verse 3. It is amazing, isn't it? Halfway through, after he had provided purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty in heaven because it is all done with. He's dealt with sin. We're completely forgiven for everything forever. This is what we've got to pay careful attention to. Jesus really has saved us. Jesus has sat down because nothing more needs to be done. Nothing more needs to be done. We are right with God forever. Well, so far, uh, we've, we've seen two reasons why we should listen to Jesus and stick with him. First, it was Jesus is God speaking to us. So there's nothing more to be said. Uh, second, we saw that Jesus is God saving us. Nothing more needs to be done. And finally, why should we stick with Jesus? Well, Jesus is God sustaining us, keeping us going. Uh, just look with me again at verse 3. It says, the sun is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. Uh, Sustaining just means he he keeps everything going. We've learned that Jesus was the creator. He doesn't just step back and he's not involved. No, he's keeping everything going. Everything. So the reason I'm still able to breathe, we're able to move, the reason the earth spins, the sun shines, the moon reflects, the mumps roll on, is because Jesus is keeping it all going. He's the sustainer. The reason I'm even able to speak these words to you right now is because Jesus is keeping the universe going as I speak. That's what's going on. But did you notice how? How does Jesus keep the whole universe going? Just look at verse 3 again. It says, the sun is the radiance of God's glory, the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. By his powerful word. It comes back to what we we saw in the first bit, really, doesn't it? The Bible is God speaking through Jesus, his powerful word to us. It's the same powerful word that keeps the whole universe going. And so Jesus' powerful word sustains plants, trees, animals, galaxies, and the universe. And his powerful word can keep us going, listening to and trusting Jesus. If we pay attention to it. Makes sense, doesn't it? If Jesus' powerful word can keep the universe going, then of course his powerful word, the Bible, Jesus speaking to us, can keep us going as Christians. That's why we need to keep paying attention to Jesus. Keep listening to Jesus by reading the Bible. This is why Jesus is so amazing, isn't it? He's not only God speaking to us, leaving us with nothing else to be said. He's not only God saving us completely, sat down, so that nothing more needs to be done. 
Jesus is God keeping us going by his powerful word. And so if we keep paying attention to it, we can be so confident, can't we? That we've heard God speak, that we're completely saved, and we'll keep going and trusting him till the end. That's why we should stick with Jesus. That's why we should keep listening to him, because of who he is and what he's like. And so let me pray now that we would do that. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you're a speaking God and that you speak to us through Jesus in the Bible, that we can be confident we've heard your voice. We thank you that everything has been done to save us. There's nothing we have to add to it. We thank you for that wonderful wonderful rescue in Jesus. And we thank you that you keep the whole universe and us going too. And so we pray that you'd help us to keep paying attention to Jesus in your word. We pray that in his name. Amen.